Welcome back to First Draft Phil. Today on the podcast, I have my friend Reggie Brooks. Reggie is a worship leader and a songwriter. He has an amazing testimony, and I know you're going to be blessed by today's episode. Stay tuned. want to say welcome back but every time every time i say welcome back i want to sing it welcome back uh let the listener hear and understand today on my podcast i have reggie brooks uh, i was recently in milwaukee for a uh, an event for the salvation army's um commissioning weekend uh for those of you who are not part of the salvation army it is uh, basically an ordination and sending out ceremony for ministers in the Salvation Army. And I was invited to be part of the worship team for that event. And I got to hang out with uh, today's guest. Um, I just, man, had such a good time hanging out with Reggie and the rest of the team there. And Reggie and I were just able to have some moments to to share together, really Holy Spirit-filled conversation uh, I won't waste too much time here at the beginning, uh, just to give you one brief commercial, and that is uh, my Patreon community is growing. Um, I just did a thing where I'm, I'm introducing 40 new worship songs and worship song ideas, and my Patreon community is helping me uh, by just weighing in, and they get to hear uh, the songs first and just give feedback. So if you want to be part of that, uh, go over to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Lager. L-A-E-G-E-R, and check it out. All right, on with the show. Well, today on the podcast, I have my good friend, Reggie Brooks Jr. Yep. Reggie Brooks Jr. Uh, You can just call him Reg, though, or Reggie. Uh, Reggie is a worship leader, songwriter, uh, has a heart for God. Um, I am here backstage with him actually we're in milwaukee at the miller high life theater uh (laughs) this morning uh it's it's sunday morning it is a very important day for a lot of people in the salvation army uh here in the usa central territory and um yeah, we we have one song that we're responsible at the end of uh, at the end of the program. It's a two two and a half hour program, so we're just we're backstage and uh, you know waiting for our participation. We thought um, we would take this time just to have a little talk. We've been trying to do this for like months. We've been trying to get on the same page, and our schedules have not lined up. But um, Reggie is, as I said, a worship leader. He uh, is part of a group called Of Dust. Um, and he is newly the worship. I'm going to get the title wrong of the the um, actual director of contemporary music. Director of contemporary music for the Salvation Army um, here in the USA Central Territory. Reggie, good to have you on my podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. It's um, I mean, it's truly an honor to be among some of the people that you've had on oh, our podcast. Man. And uh, I mean, really, whenever we get to be together, it's just like such a blessing. So thanks. 
Praise the Lord, man. Well, you, um, I, the first thing I do on podcasts is I, um, is I just ask people, how, you know, some basic questions, how they came to, how you came to faith in Christ and how you got involved in worship leading. I've been for a while now. We've like, I've got to lead worship with you at different occasions. And, um, somebody was, uh, asking me on a phone call last night, actually the phone call that you saw me on when I was, we were, I was walking down the street with my pizza. Um, somebody was asking me what I was doing this weekend and I was just sharing about, uh, about you and, uh, and, and, you know, like, that I'm here with you doing helping to lead. And I was just heaping praise on you, man, because I think um, in the position that you're doing, the most important thing is that uh, you have a heart for God mm. and that you have a heart for his people. And uh, I see that already in you, man. You got those two things down. The, the, the other things, uh, you know, that you feel maybe you need to grow in or whatever, those will come. Mm. But uh, you got those two most important things down. So um, that's my thoughts on you. But, um, Tell people, for people who don't know uh, who Reggie Brooks is, just tell, maybe just tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to faith in Christ, and yeah, just go from there, man. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I guess it'll be kind of easy because you've never heard yeah. <laughs> my testimony. No, man. So, yeah. Um, but I was born and raised in a place called Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I'm very proud to be from this place. Uh, it had some mixed group of people uh there's one side of rockford that is like you know pretty upper middle class okay. and the other side of rockford is uh trying to claim more dependence on their taxes um and i'm very proud to be from the latter cool. Cool. <laughs> uh grew up you know basically it was just my mom and my sister um, and i and we moved around a lot um i think i went to something like like 10 different schools um, in like something like in the span of like six years or something. Uh, so lots of moving and it was never like moving to a house that we owned. It was just moving to live with somebody else. But um, as far as I could tell, we were having a good life. Yeah, I was yeah. getting to live with my cousins or just different friends and stuff. Um, but, but church has always been important to my family. Um, my grandparents were, they came over from Honduras and Guatemala. And uh, so, you know, my mom was here first generation and um, yeah, church, my grandparents were pastors oh, wow. back in uh, South America. And yeah. so when they came over, we started renting a school building and doing church that way. Okay. And when I was about seven years old, um, the school decided that they didn't want to have to be a part of this church service anymore. Okay. So they kind of kicked us out and um, my grandpa went looking for, at this point we had like a congregation of like 40 people okay. that I had grown to and um, those people became family too. And um, it was more more immigrants. <laughs> so your grandparents came over and they uh, they started a church. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 And so when those doors closed, they went looking for a different place to worship, and um, it was just looking for a space. We found the Salvation Army. They knocked on the doors early Sunday morning. Somebody came to mm -hmm. in Rockford, and um, my grandpa just pleaded with them if we could just use just their basement. Mm -hmm. um, and that started the Hispanic congregation at Rockford Temple. Wow. Um, and at first, you know, it was 
the Hispanic praise and worship was downstairs. You know, they had their, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say Scandinavian, but like, <laughs> you know, mostly the Scandinavian <laughs> uh, worship upstairs. Um, and then over the years, I mean, at least people in the Central Territory know Rockford as the um, like the biggest multicultural core now because um, our Hispanic congregation grew so much awesome. and then they integrated it to come upstairs mm -hmm. and now we have an African congregation as well. That's awesome. That's great, man. So you grew up in faith. You yeah. With it all around you, your grandparents and your, your mom. Yeah, but um, moving around a lot, we, um, you know, it was just like, a matter of time until um, I started wanting to, you know, I wanted to make like uh, better relationships with my friends. And I started going and hanging out with my friends more than like coming to church. Yeah. And so uh, that was about like the, the high school freshman, sophomore. I was just messing up <laughs> everything. Uh, and I was really focusing on football because um, my dad, he, he had been in the picture, but he, um, him and my mom were separated, and my dad was in two motorcycle accidents, one when I was one years old and another when I was seven. Both times he wasn't wearing his helmet, so he had some uh, short-term memory loss issues. And um, there'd be times where he wouldn't really remember to come to things, but um, something that he loved was football. Yeah. So I put on my mom on the football. Yeah. Um, and just as a way to bond with him. Sure. Um, and I was getting, I mean, I don't say this <laughs> in any way, I wasn't going to the NFL or anything, but I was getting pretty good at the high school that I was at. Cool. And um, they were putting me to go play. I was a sophomore and they were sending me to this college to go and uh, practice with those guys. Um, but as I was hearing, I was telling some of my teammates about this stuff. Uh, and they were like, oh, you should really like want to be a part of the camp. It's really fun. There's a lot of parties. There's a lot of college girls and all this stuff that was enticing to me or should have been. But for some reason now, mm. it just like, I was like, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. And uh, one day I woke up uh, and I was getting ready for football practice. And I just, it wasn't, and it's not an audible, but it's just like voice from the Lord. But it was just like this, like, my heart was torn like just I like I do not want to go here I do not want to go and play this sport mm. and I knew like my heart was torn not because I was not going to play football anymore but because I knew my dad was going to be disappointed yeah because yeah. of all the things he couldn't remember he knew when my practices were he knew when my games were gotcha. right and um when I did tell him uh, I called him and I was just like, hey, I just got to let you know, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I mean, at first he hung up on me, but then he comes back and he's like, okay, so what's next? And I was like, I had no idea. But um, I knew I wanted to get closer to my cousins. We had lived with them before. Um, and they were big in the Salvation Army. They had stuck with the brass instruments. Okay. They were in the band now, and they were doing praise and worship stuff. Uh, my cousin Scotty, uh, <clears throat> I still consider him one of my best friends, but when we were little, we were like inseparable. <laughs> he was at my house, or I was at his like every single weekend. And I wanted to be close with him again. Uh, so I went to church 
on a Monday night because he that's when his praise band was happening. And uh, the leader of that band, Alberto Carrion, he, I was just sitting in the pews and he looked at me, he's like, well, what do you do? <laughs> and I was like, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, well, why don't you come and try and sing? And I was like, okay. So that's how I got started in uh, leading praise and worship. Uh, pretty soon after that, uh, we did. We went to youth councils, and um, there was this guy. His name is Aaron Gillespie. He plays the drums while he leads worship. Yeah. And um, I saw like the passion that he, yeah, the, that he portrayed, and um, I again just started i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know i didn't have a good relationship with the lord my faith wasn't my own i knew the stories but i, I was looking at this guy and doing like just loving the lord like just just showing his passion for jesus and i said um i remember praying and i was just like lord i don't know what i want to do in life but whatever i do i want to be as passionate about you as to him yeah and um, from there, an opportunity to go to this month-long discipleship uh, with my cousin uh, arose. And uh, so I went there and uh, one night we were sharing testimonies. And I remember when it came to my turn, I was just like, guys, I don't really have a testimony, but I'd like for this one to be the start. Can I, can I give my life to Christ? And, mm. In that, in that moment, uh, we had like Jesus, 22 people in that group, and they all just prayed over me. And yeah, man. Yeah, that's how I and it just started. It just heated up from there. Yeah. Um, that summer, the the Lord gave, just uh, let the scripture be revealed to me. Luke 9, 23 says, Then Jesus replied, Those who wish to follow me must deny themselves and uh, take up the cross daily. Yeah. If you want to lose your life. Or to gain your life is to lose it. Yeah. yeah wow, man. That's amazing. That, that testimony is so powerful, man. Um, I love it. I love it. So from there, you... Um, so what year... What, when was that? What, what year was that? That was... Um, that was probably 2000... 
2014, 2015. Okay. Because you're a lot younger than I am. <laughs> uh, so from there, you started doing, you started uh, leading worship more regularly. Yeah. So my, uh, I had a best friend. I, I forgot to mention this. I had a best friend in elementary school, and um, we, you know, we were we were best friends until, or we. We were best friends until like ninth grade and his mom got into some issues and they ended up, he called me one day and he was like, Hey, I'm with the, it's the child service DCFS. Um, and they're going to take me to Aurora, which is like an hour or two away from Rockford. Um, but I'm at this hospital that's right by your house. Um, so if you just want to come say bye. And so me and my mom went. And um, they had to get a physical for him before it was like probably like 10 p.m. And so we just sat there and me and him were just watching Beavis and Butthead. But my, uh, what I didn't know is my mom <laughs> was talking to the caseworker at the same time that we were doing that and um, convinced her because she didn't want to drive two hours that night. Yeah. Uh, convinced her to let him stay with us for the night. Wow. And um, from there, when they came back, we, my mom still continued to talk to them and um, I pleaded with them too, just like, if we could just have more time and try to figure something out. Yeah. And they said, you have to make a decision. My mom decided that day to adopt him. Wow, man. And so that's my, uh, <laughs> that's my brother Ian. <laughs> yeah. uh, he lives in New Zealand right now. Yeah, um, okay. But he's getting married in September. But anyway, um, yeah, so Ian uh, went to this went to a different church. He didn't go to the Salvation Army, and so I started going to his church. And they were like, "Hey, we've heard you sing a little bit here and there because we played basketball." Yeah, and whenever I made a shot, I think I'd sing something <laughs> or whatever. I was like, "Hey, you want to like lead worship?" And I was yeah. like, "I do not know how to play anything. Uh, do you have like a guitar player or whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah," and that guy. I mean, maybe he's better now, but he was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I wasn't good, right? We were just, like, struggling yeah. through. Um, but he, like, at the time gave it up. And so, mm. and he, but he told me, he's like, hey, two weeks, I'm done. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, huh. my cousin Scotty, I was talking about earlier, he plays guitar. So I asked him, like, how do I play guitar? And he wrote some things down. And uh, by the grace of God, like, I was just able to figure out Four chords. That's all you need, man. Yeah. For what it was like, a, it was like their confirmation. There's a Luther church, mm -hmm. their confirmation class. Um, for like 14 weeks, I played Oh You Bring. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that song. Yeah. And that was our, that was the whole, like that was the whole song. Every week. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> they're, yeah. Like, they're like, do you, can you, do you know any other songs? <laughs> no, honestly, they were, they, they were, were, yeah like so encouraging yeah awesome. and uh you know as time went on i was able to like get better at playing guitar but yeah. um yeah and from there um uh, just singing more i had not like i didn't know that i could i didn't believe that i could sing yeah. um and so like that's a huge hurdle to get over sometimes yeah yeah and it was tough but everybody in my family is super musical yeah and um so it was always just like do i i don't feel like i don't fit in i feel like 
that I could be good at something, but I'm not finding it. I don't know. Um, yeah, but eventually, like, we just kept we just kept leading worship, and I feel like small, sometimes I was yelling more than I was singing. Gotcha. Or I was like, you were finding your way. You were you're yeah. you're, you're passionate, but you know, finding out the balance maybe between uh, the passion and the skill and yeah. the different hats you have to wear leading worship. But as I continued to go through that, I just realized that the Lord had answered my prayer. Right, that like. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was still passionate about him. Yeah. Um, awesome. And like, even if it was just one song, like, oh, you bring. Yeah. Every time I let it, it was authentic. It's <laughs> great. Um, and it never got stale. Mm. You know, it was just like the Lord. It was my. It wasn't the first time, but it was another time where like I I came to realize the Lord is is real like the holy spirit's real and tangible and um is with us right even yeah. in these like little things that yeah. we feel like doesn't matter uh, but it, it matters so much that makes me think of the story of i mean doing oh you bring 14 weeks in a row it makes me think of the story of, of the widow and elijah and in, in the old testament where how like she you know all she had was this this one jar you know and I've been looking for a while, looking in denial, looking for the parts that I'm losing, searching down the aisle, going through my pile of all the things that could hold me. Walking for a mile, couldn't even dial Looking for a way you could reach me And I'm always looking higher, cramping on my style That's the only way you could teach me And I feel that I stay in the motions And I know not to trust my emotions But I guess that I don't get it, he is reaching out his arms And I hope I'll understand he's breaking down my heart and heart and Even when it seems I don't believe he's not the far, but I'm lonely Don't leave me So from there, you uh, well, you're here now. You're here. You're 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 here now. Like, and you just took a job with the Salvation Army. But you uh, eventually, I'd like to go from there to get to of dust. Like, tell yeah. me. Tell, so take me on. Take us on the journey of how that happened. So at Rockford Temple, our our praise band was uh, like. Uh, competent <laughs> right and like so they asked us to do uh a youth consoles and they asked us to do some, like some other stuff yeah um and like we were getting some more and more requests um, but then uh 2016 came and that's when a lot of people graduated and that's when um alberto the guy that i was talking about that was like what do you do yeah the leader of the band 
I don't know if it was that year or the year after he had a he had a baby and just life happened to a okay. lot of people and everything was everybody went different directions. Gotcha. And all that was left was me, Sam Laka, Isaac Laka, and Scotty. And we I met with them and I was like, look guys, like we grew up together, we're we're buddies. Uh, we either like keep this tight, right? As like a as our band and we continue to offer this kind of worship within this core or we pull back and we just don't mm. and this doesn't happen. Praise and worship contemporary praise and worship doesn't happen here anymore. Right. And so they were like, Oh, I think we could um I think we could do it and so we went for it and that first practice that we had we just looked at each other. We just stared at each other because I didn't know what to do. And like they were looking to me to be like the leader of the band now, but I'm looking at them as the better musicians, right? And like we were all just kind of waiting on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember um, we like played something like 10,000 Reasons or something. Yeah. And after like, two hours of just like trying to talk and like get through the awkwardness. Yeah. And I remember just asking like if we could pray and, um, yeah, we just started praying and, um, I remember the Lord giving me again, a passion, like a passion to, I don't want to say like lead this group, but just to love this group and to um, minister to them and, just to uh, put my whole heart into this, into whatever it is, and so and, and whatever it could be, and so um, we just started leading worship as regular, but when we kept meeting every single Monday, every single Monday from six thirty to nine, mm-hmm. we would meet, and those practices started become like we started playing through different songs, uh, and eventually Scotty was like, "Hey, I wrote this thing." what do we do with it you know and um, a lot of it is just like they just play and I just think of like and I just pray and I'm like Lord just give me some words to to contribute how do I contribute how do I contribute Um, and so we just started writing songs Mm -hmm. and we kept writing songs and kept writing songs and eventually um, we had like this collection of songs and we're like okay Lord, like, what do we do? Mm. And somebody asked um, if there's any praise, like they posted something, if there are any praise bands out there. Mm. Um, I have this event going on. And I was like, guys, I think we should do this. Cool. I think we should we should try and go for this event. And they're like, okay. And so I was like, but we need a name. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, couldn't think of anything. Sure. Couldn't think of anything. And I was like, of dust in the blood. And they're like, uh, that seems super dark. <laughs> and like, uh, I think it was the Lakers' dad, Abraham, yeah. who said like, drop, drop the blood, like just spill of dust. <laughs> dust. Okay. And what and, was the what was the thought behind of dust? Like uh, Genesis three nineteen. Yeah. From dust you were formed, and to dust you will return. But the the thought, I think, the heart behind it is just like. Um, one, if everything turned to dust, would you still mm. praise the Lord? Um, but two, it's a communal thing, yeah, right? That um, by the grace of God, we're all 
of dust. Mm. Uh, so everybody could be a part of, the, the idea was that anybody could be a part of this, um, but also anybody could be a part of worshiping. <laughs> We're all made of the same stuff. Yeah, I love that too. It speaks of the hand forming-ness, you know, that, that we're not only of dust and to dust return, but like we're hand formed yeah. by God. Excuse me. That's awesome, man. And and, uh, and like I learned of you guys through, uh, like we have several visual friends, obviously, but you know, through Eric Himes and, yeah. and all those guys. Um, and so people, so you started the group and you went to, how did they go? How did the, um, did you go to the, that event? Uh, I don't think, I actually don't think we got that one, but okay. as soon as we made our Facebook page of dust, yeah. the next day we had a um, message in there saying like, Hey, we got this camp. Are you guys available to come out? And cool. um, we, I mean, we went out and I don't even, I don't think we went well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was it's fine it doesn't need to go well every time right like um, I was just staying true to what I felt the Lord calling yeah. me to do on that first day of practice just stay passionate about what was happening here yeah. right and I can I am it's not like we're not super successful and like all this stuff I mean by like world standards or whatever but I would never have imagined what of dust turned into now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't want to cry, but you wish you had, like, you wish in life you had more time with people. Like, I wish I spent more time with my mom or, or especially like losing my dad. Like, I wish I spent more time with my dad. I wish that. I could go back to a time where my cousins and I didn't realize that we didn't need to spend every weekend together. But, uh, but all that to the side, like every Monday night, I get to be with yeah. this group of people. And like, I'm not, I'm not wishing that. I mean, I, <laughs> I want to see them more, but I know that like later in life, I'm just going to be grateful for this time that we have together. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's, like, one of those, just, like, it's a, such a blessing. Um, and the times times are tough sometimes, but it's such a blessing to know when you're in the, the good old times, right? Yeah. And, like, us enough dust, we're aware of that, and we're holding on to that. So uh, our practices, they're two and a half hours long. Um, they're two and a half hours long, but the... The practices are two and a half hours long, um, but honestly, sometimes only 30 minutes of that is music. Yeah. Um, we switch off who does a devotional. We do scripture memorization. Yeah. We do um, like intense times of prayer. And so it's not just a music group, it's just a uh, uh, community, it's discipleship, it's accountability, it's. Uh, Brotherhood, sisterhood, and music making, yeah. and, and leading worship, and, and the more and more it grows, the more um, the more and more people like 
people's emotions and feelings get involved and it's harder to it is harder it's getting harder to manage and yeah um, but the more and more people get involved the like it just feels like it gives avenue for god to speak in different ways right like like uh you met manny you know I, he grew up at the blink of an eye right in front of all of us you know he went from this really shy kid that just used to play on his ipad and it was like the next day he was just all about jesus and like quoting scripture left and right and he corrects all of us all the time you know we start to get into like um these uh like negative head spaces and we start to complain or even like sometimes we're gossiping and he's just like guys stop you know like dude i need to i want to get their i want to get their parents like i should i want to interview their parents it's like all those guys are like wow like as a father like he's like yeah the lake of family yeah I forget how it's <laughs> no you could and they're you know it's just they're all so special but I, i've had to learn how to right because like just listening to the story i was telling earlier about how i came into this position it was just like okay i got here because everybody else left <laughs> you know it's not like you know, people are like, oh, you're too hard on yourself. But like, I honestly don't think I earned or deserved anything that I've that I've had in life. It's just God given, right? And I just think it's by the grace of God um, that I'm able to like lead this group. But there have been some hard times. Like um, Isaac is such a gentle spirit, right? And he wants to um, have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. Yeah. And he's not gonna leave a conversation in the middle of it to make something on time. Right. And so, like, if that means that our <laughs> practice has to wait, then that means that. But there's there's that there's so many. Uh, I, I love the quote. People say this. I feel like it's said a lot now, but some things are not problems to be solved. They're tensions to be managed. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot like you the more you grow and the more people that you have, it just gets more and more complicated. What I love is I'm hearing you talk about this is that even related to, you know, you guys name of dust, you know, um, and uh, forgive me for philosophizing a little bit, but like, uh, you, you know, you're, you're of dust. What, what happened after God created man out of dust? He said, it's not good for a man to be alone, you know, and, and specifically talking about, you know, his, the woman, but in a more general sense, it's not good for us to be alone. And, love the community aspect of that because you're right like we need each other yeah. and we will be look back and say, hey, remember the, 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 the good old days you know that's such a it's such a important perspective um, and a mature perspective for you on your part man so it's awesome I love that it's just again a blessing from God and um, and that's a great attitude to have that I know, you know, uh, none of us are here because necessarily we, the more we think we earn things, yeah, the, yeah it's bad, <laughs> you know, that, so that's a, that's a great realization to have well, for all of us, you know. The more we think, I think the more we think we earn things, the more we think we deserve things. And so exactly. we don't get those things, Yes, we become bitter Yeah, and we think that God is not, it's not listening to us. Not giving us what we, yeah. 
We shouldn't want what we deserve because we don't deserve. Right, right. <laughs> That's what grace is about, right? Mercy. Yeah, and so it's just been a. I've I've failed so many times with this group, um, and there have been, even in like, like there have been people that. You know, my cousin Scotty and um, and Ali, they're married. Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, one time they were both in the group, and um, but now they're going to go to officership. Right. And so, you know, they're trying to tell me, like, they're trying to tell me gently, like, hey, we're going to be, like, transitioning out of this yeah. <laughs> stage of life. But, um, you know, and have, having to navigate um, all of those feelings and try to do that correctly. Transition is always um, hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, just different people transition or like where just different people are in life and like still asking them because we're young adults, right? Like we're in college, we have jobs, yeah, we, yeah. we have, we're trying to figure out life. And, um, but it's like, I keep coming to a place like, Hey, can you guys still do Mondays? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I keep psyching myself out thinking that nobody wants to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, I think the truth is like everybody wants to, or everybody that's in the group wants to be a part of it. It's just like trying to figure out a way to make it work. And yeah. so sure. um, I've had to mature in that way. And even though I'm, I feel like I'm faking it because I don't feel like at peace with that when they're like, I can't make it. Sure. I'm going to just try and fake it, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, life does get more and more complicated. Speaking of which, you, you yourself have yeah. some comp like you, <laughs> Let's just talk about you. Okay, so how many days until you get married? Uh, 27. 27 days until you get married. You're also, next weekend, you're recording, uh, Odessa's doing a live worship recording, right? Yeah. And you just took a, you just took a job. Mm -hmm. I just joked with you earlier this this weekend, I asked him if you're just gonna start having kids anytime soon, you know, just to throw, <laughs> throw more on your plate. No, no, no. But, but um, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of stuff happening all at the same time. Believe it or not, that was only part one of my conversation with Reggie. Uh, we just had such a good time that uh, we just kept the tape rolling, so to speak. And uh, next week, I'll bring you part two of that conversation. In the meantime, go check out Reggie's music. His band is Of Dust. You can check him out on Facebook at facebook.com slash O-F-D-U-S-T music. That's facebook.com slash of Dust Music. And I can't wait to share the uh, the new stuff they got coming out. They just had a live worship recording. Uh, next week, we're going to get even deeper with Reggie. So uh, come back, tune in for that. In the meantime, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Lager if you would like to support me, if you'd like to get access to the 40 or so worship songs that I'm uh, giving a preview to my Patreon community. Uh, love to have you on over there. I'll leave that link as well in the show notes. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you're doing well. 
Hope you know how much the Lord loves you. Um, And remember, no matter where you are on your journey, God is still working. He's faithful all the way from your first draft to your finished story. See you next week.